So today's verse, Kento uh, 1, chapter 5, text 6. Sa, Vai, Bhavan, Veda, Samasta, Uyam, Upashito, Yet, Purushaha, Puranaha, Paravaresho, Manashava, Vishwan, Srajati, Srijati, Avati, Ati, Gunair, Ashangaha, Sabai Bhavandeda Samasta Guyam, Pasitoyat Purushaha Puranaha, Puravrisho Manasaiva Vishwam, Sujatiya Vyati Ati Gurair Asangaha, Sabai Bhavandeda Samasta Guyam, Pasito Yat Purushaha Puranaha, Pasito Yat Purushaha Puranaha, Parabrisho Manashaiva Vishwam, Parabrisho Manashaiva Vishwam, Sri Jati Avyati Ati Gurair Ashangaha, Sabai Bhavan Veda Samasta Guyam, Pasito Yat Purushaha Puranaha, Parabarisho Manashaiva Vishwam, Sri Jati of Yati Ati Gunair Asangaha,
Sa-a-sa-dus. By, By certainly. Bhavan, yourself. Veda, no. Samashta, all inclusive. Guyam, confidential. Pashitaha, devotee of. Yat, because. Purushaha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Puranaha, the oldest. Paravareshaha, the controller of the material and spiritual worlds. Manasa, mind. Eva, only. Vishwam, the universe. Srijati, creates. Avati Ati annihilates. Gunai by the qualitative matter. Ashangaha unattached. Translation My Lord, everything that is mysterious is known to you because you worship the creator and destroyer of the material world and the maintainer of the spiritual world the original personality of Godhead, who is transcendental to the three modes of material nature. <clears throat> so I can say and you can repeat, My Lord, My Lord everything that is mysterious, everything that is, mysterious is, known is known to you because you worship, because you worship the creator and destroyer of the material world and the maintainer of the spiritual world, the original personality of Godhead, who is transcendental to the three modes of material nature. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. A person who is cent percent engaged in the service of the Lord is the emblem of all knowledge. Such a devotee of the Lord in full perfection of devotional service is also perfect by the qualification of the, of the personality of Godhead. As such, the eightfold perfections of mystic power, astasiddhi, constitute very little of his godly opulence. A devotee like Narada can act wonderfully by his spiritual perfection, which every individual is trying to attain. Srila Narda is a cent percent perfect living entity, living being, although not equal to the personality of Godhead. Once again the verse, My Lord, everything that is mysterious is known to you because you worship the creator and destroyer of the material world and the maintainer of the spiritual world the original personality of Godhead, who is transcendental to the three modes of material nature. Om tasmai sri gurave namaha sri chaitanya manovishtam stapitam dinabhutale swayam Patitanampa, Nidio Vaishnava, Nidio Namu, 
Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Sri Advaita Gradhar Shivasati Gaur Bhaktivinoda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So Shiva Vyasadeva he's praising his spiritual master he's recognizing uh, as best as he can uh, his qualifications so what are those qualifications? Well, 10% engaged in the devotion exactly that's it from that everything comes fully engaged in devotional service you see it's not that we ramp up to that well I have to develop some mystic potency or <clears throat> I have to become transcendental in this way or that way. Uh, the significant thing about uh, our uh, practice is that the goal and the practice are the one and the same. The goal is to achieve pure devotional service uh, to Krishna. And we do that by performing pure devotional service to Krishna. So as soon as you start the process, you've achieved the goal. You just have to stay the course and stay on track and continue to perform devotional service, you see. So, uh, this, 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 is a, this devotional service is a science. Uh, it contains everything. As stated here, Srila Prabhupada says, the astasiddhi, these uh, mystic powers, mystic potencies. The devotee who is engaged in devotional service to the degree that he's perfected his devotional service certainly has some sort of mystic potencies. Uh, we've actually witnessed things in the past. Uh, Srila Prabhupada would send people, a householder couple, go to London and start a temple. Uh, giving you no manpower and no money. But just go do it. Just, here's my instruction. Accept it. And atta attach to my instruction. I have attached the uh, potency to carry it out. If you will serve me as your guru, I give you the I give you the potency. You see, so the guru doesn't give instructions that the, that the disciple cannot follow, because he enables the disciple to follow the instructions. If the guru is set for set engaged in devotional service, the potency is coming down through the disciplic succession. It's passed uh, one after the other. So the guru simply accepts uh, the potency that's coming directly from Krishna. So we, uh, again and again, we talk about aligning with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What is it that, uh, that this is all about? What did Lord Chaitanya want us to do? What was the purpose of this Hare Krishna movement mm -hmm. as he started it? It's to distribute love of God to everyone. Let's get it ourselves and distribute it to everyone. To spread this chanting of Hare Krishna all over the world to every town and village. Very simple. As a matter of fact, it's so simple that sometimes we forget it. You know, sometimes I think, well, that's really great, you know. So I'm going to do a little bit of that. And, uh, and I'm, I'm feeling so advanced, but I'm feeling very good. Uh, but I've got this whole other thing that I want to do over here. You know. So in other words, I'm like... Uh, <clears throat> we're, we're influenced by the, the religions of the world because we grew up amongst the Western religions. And in the Western religions, you can be in anything. A doctor, a lawyer, 
or whatever, and, and then you just you go in and just throw in a little bit of, you know, on Sunday or Wednesday night or what is it? What are the choir practice, you know? So I don't think they do that anymore. They don't do that so much. I don't think they do, as a matter of fact. Some of them might. But, you know, Monday night life group, they'll have a life group or something like You know, a little bit of things, but basically I give you um, a few hours on Sunday. The rest of the time, I'm a lawyer, you know. I'm out on the golf course with my clients, and I'm rocking and rolling here and there, and I'm doing this and that. But basically, I am an attorney, or I'm a doctor, or a, a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, whatever, and I happen to go to church, you see. I was uh, uh, interviewing for a position one time many years ago, uh, and the guy asked me, this for the, I was trying to get a job in life insurance, and he asked me, uh, where do you go to church? And I'm, you know, I, I didn't want to say, well, I'm a Hare Krishna devotee. It was back in the 70s, you know. But <laughs> if I had said that, he would have slammed the door in my face. And I, so I said, well, I, I don't really have a church anything else to say, you know. We really have a particular church. He said, well, you ought to get one. Said, You'd be surprised the business that you can write in church. You go to church, get to know everybody, you know. They get to know you in service. As a matter of fact, if you can rise up and become a deacon or something, get well known. Man, he said, the clientele just roll in. He said, so, uh, you know, I'm a member of the West Hills Baptist Church. And uh, we're pretty full there, though. We got a lot of us guys working that crowd, so you know, to find another one, you know. So you know, and behind him on his credenza, behind it on his behind his desk and his credenza, he had a Bible. You know, see the Bible there. And the guy would talk like, you know, when he got upset, he would he could curse like a sailor. He didn't, and I never really ever hear him say anything about God or anything, but it worked, you see. So in other words, you can do like that. I'm not saying you're all like that, you know, but it's just extremely common. I've had that, uh, uh, I've worked for <clears throat> completely godless men, and I knew it, because I could, after you work with them for a while, they're, they're absolute cheaters. As a matter of fact, when I'd be trying to write a piece of business and I couldn't do it because of health problems, you know, in the in the group, he would ask me, well, can't you cheat? Can't, isn't there some way you can hide it? You can, surely, guy that's with your brains, you can figure out how to hide it so they won't find it. And I'd say, no, no, I don't want to lose my license and I hate jail. So I'm not gonna do it. You see, he had Bible on the credenza, so many of them have these. I think a lot of Bible. If you if you took away the sales of Bibles that end up at offices on the desk or the credendas, the half the sales would go, be cut in half because throughout the South, you know, Texas and Southeast especially, you see, you know, they, they've got those Bibles out there. You know, good old whiskey drinking boys with their Bible on their credenza. It's good for business. It's good for business. You know. So, uh, so uh, we grew up in this. We were raised in the United States of America, and you can do part-time religion. You can be a part-timer. It's acceptable, and I mean a, a slight part-time. When you imagine 
the number of hours. Now there are many people who spend many hours doing church activities and, and organizing and what like that. For the for the most part, it's it's a it's something that you wind up every every Sunday morning. You know, you go wind it up, and it's like a clock that you have to wind up once a week. You see. So we're confused. We think, oh, this is like that. We, and subconsciously we're thinking, uh, I've got a nice part-time religion here. It's a little bit more full-time, but still basically part-time. So uh, uh, we're conditioned to think like that. So we have to overcome that conditioning. Uh, Lord Chaitanya didn't have any part-timers. He had full-timers. <laughs> you see, Srila Prabhupada always wanted to engage full-timers what he wanted. That's the way, that's what we started. When we started to get jobs, then we were expected to work our jobs for Krishna. You see. It's not that we never have jobs or careers, but we do that for Krishna. You see. It's not that we have the uh, you know, the fake Bhagavad Gita on our credenza in our office. You know, we've got to live it. That's what we are. That's who we are and what we do. You see. It's what comes out of our mouth. Now we may sometimes, if you're in business or uh, in a situation where you can't preach Krishna consciousness, you preach the, the philosophy. And you may not say, Srila Prabhupada says. You might say, I used to say, well, one time I heard a great man say, and I would quote Srila Prabhupada. You know, instead of saying, uh, Krishna says, Bhagavad Gita, I would say, I've heard it said, and then I would quote Krishna. And every time people would say, well, that's amazing. You know, that's the truth. They would just lock right into it. If I said it came out of Bhagavad Gita, they'd say, oh, that's, that's hogwash. You know, what kind of a nut are you? I had no idea you were one of them. You know, so, uh, but the devotee uh, uses the scripture as the filter through which he sees the world. See, go, whatever you see, it goes in, it's filtered by our philosophy, you see. We accept and reject based on what we've been taught by scripture, guru, and the associating sadhus, you see. So that's what we balance things. It's not that we turn it all off when we work, walk out of here and go into some personality that has nothing to do with what we're doing, you see. We're living it. We're... As they say, we're talking the talk and walking the walk. This is, when you come to the, the temple room and see us, this is who we are. What you see is what you get, you know? Uh, we don't have our, uh, uh, our alternative life. You know, we're not like Clark Kent, you know, the Superman guy where he, he has this, uh, he's a reporter and, and then he's Superman. We're Superman all the time. We are with the Ubermensch. Who was it? Nietzsche that described the. Was that Nietzsche? Yeah. Speaking, speaking the, the Ubermensch. Ubermensch. Yeah, the Superman. You see, Prabhupada talked about that. You know, we are. We have created so many Supermen. We're all Supermen. We're super people. We're all the Ubermensch. Huh? Because we're, as I was saying the other night, Monday night, we are all. Uh, we, we either are now or we soon will be high performance. We're high perform we're here to perform highly, you see. The devotee doesn't coast. 
if you're if you're coasting you're actually there is no coasting but if you feel like you're going to coast for a while you're actually sliding back a little bit <clears throat> material energy starts to work on you you see the material energy starts to affect you here it said the first nail of Godhead who is transcendental to the three modes of material nature see we need to become transcendental to the three modes of material nature we need to be able to be uh, the kind of people who can actually do and represent that we're transcendental to the three modes and represent that to people who come here and the reason why is because we have to demonstrate to them this uh, alternative lifestyle that we offer we're offering something different you see people come here and they can sense wow this is very different uh, new newcomers that come here say things like not exactly what I expected I didn't know what to expect but it wasn't like this things are very very wonderful very nice when we come together and we're chanting and dancing in front of the deity you know why heck, people think that, uh, I'll, I'll bet some of those people wonder if we're like this all the time. And we are, you see. People who people have said that. I'm amazed that when I came back, you know, like for a Wednesday program in the morning, you guys are doing the same thing, you know. They don't ever put it away. They don't ever show it in the closet. My golly, you guys are living this. You do it every day. You do it before breakfast. Amazing. See, we are amazing to the materialist. The materialist can't grasp what we're doing, you see. Why? Because we're escaping the three modes of material nature most of the time. When we're in the, in the, doing our, uh, uh, our programs, we're not affected by the material uh, modes, you see. The rest of the world is, and it's unfortunate that they don't know. They don't know what the three modes are. You can discuss it with them and say, yeah, okay. But they're, you know, you're talking a little bit of uh, black magic to me, you know. Never saw that in the Bible. Of course, I didn't read the whole thing, but uh, I was awake most of the time in Sunday school <clears throat> and a lot of time in church. Now I don't remember ever hearing anybody talk about the three modes. So, you know, it kind of sounds like a bunch of hogwash in a way. But the three modes are what are forcing us to act. When I get in the mode of passion, I can get anger. I can get angry at the blink of an eye, you know, throw in some ignorance. You know, and I'm hard to deal with. I'm, I can be dangerous. You see? So we have to avoid this. It's like Bhakta Paul and I were talking last night. Uh, sometimes people want us to engage in, in uh, some heavy rock and roll music and just throw in the name the name of God. You know, let's play some rock and roll. You know, some I can't think of any group, but you know, some maybe some headbanging music. Yeah, headbanging. All right, Krishna. All right, Krishna. You know, so, uh, yeah, let's all jump into the mode of passion. Oops, I forgot. We're supposed to stay above the mode of passion and ignorance and goodness. 
we're supposed to be in, in pure goodness, you see. So we have to guard against these these modes. Now, how do we do that? Try to uh, check yourself every so often. When you're reacting, Am I re what mode am I reacting in? If you ever feel yourself getting a little upset or a little anger, a little angry or finding fault, say, oops, now what mode are we in now? You know, you, like I've said before, you can discipline yourself uh, far better than people, other people can discipline you. So sometimes you have to get yourself by the ear, you know, say, now you behave yourself. You're getting into the modes. You're finding fault. You know, your nose is starting, as you find fault, as people are finding fault, have you ever noticed that their nose starts to point towards the sky? And they're looking right down it. You ever notice that? You never find anybody saying, you know, they're never looking down. They're always looking with their nose pointing up and they're looking down at, at, at you and, and whatever they're criticizing, you know. So it, we have a tendency to do that. We're, um, we're, in, we're still in recovery. <laughs> we're, we're not, we, we haven't completely healed yet. Almost, we're getting there. But we're subject to a relapse once in a while. And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, because when you have a little bit of a relapse, and then you can you can realize, wow, I, I need to I need to still bear down on my devotional life. I still need to to hang on, you know. I still need to push myself to do better. You know, sometimes I get to where I'm doing so well, and I just start to coast a little bit. And the next thing I know, here's the modes all around me, standing around me. Here they are. Hello, remember us? Your old friends. You find yourself, actually you find yourself in them. You're in the modes. You know, generally the mode of passion to start to swallow you, start to get intolerant. In the mode of passion, you're very intolerant. We're supposed to be tolerant. You know, we have to we have to be tolerant. But if we're in the mode of passion, it's practically speaking impossible. So if you find yourself intolerant, you think, ah, oh, I sniff the mode of passion. Or if you're around somebody that's intolerant. It's good when you're trying to counsel people, try to figure out which mode are you in right now. If they're, if they're criticizing or if they have a problem, figure out, okay, what, let me see what mode that you're in so I know how to deal with you. you know? If you don't, then you'll find that you'll, you'll step right in with them. Well, I think that this is terrible. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you poor thing. You know, you know that's the in the material world. Somebody they'll have uh, a pity party. You know, somebody goes to one of their friends and says, "You know what? This, this, and that, that. This, this person said, oh, well, you poor thing. Oh, I feel you. I feel it.' You know, instead of saying, "Well, you were wrong. You shouldn't have done that." You see. I always like to, I used to like to, you know, our, our God brother Gopal Bhatta. We used to call him Gopal Brutal because he was brutally honest. And I like to go to him for advice. And I haven't, you know, he's been in, in LA, but he was in Dallas for a while back in the early 80s. And 
And I'd go to him for advice because I knew he would hit me right between the eyes with the truth. He wouldn't do a pity party. If you were right, you were right. But if you were wrong, he'd tell you. And that's why I wanted to know. You know, am I right or am I wrong? I go to a lot of people and they, well, whatever you say, you know. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to find out the truth here. You go to Gopal Bhatta, man, pow. None of you ever considered it, or perhaps maybe you're just in Maya, though you're dealing with this person. Well, I thought that might be possible. Well, it is. Or else you would say, well, I think you're right. When he said, I think you're right on, then you could walk away thinking, I know I'm right on. Somebody like him who tells you the truth. That's a friend. A friend tells you the truth. Someone who's a quasi-friend will make you feel good. You see, it, it, when we start to get into Maya, it's all about our feelings and not so much about thinking. The thinking, the feeling, you know. So, uh, thinking, we need to think. Use our brains to think. Not to let our <clears throat> the modes cause us to feel. You know. I'm feeling this way which when you say that you're telling me you haven't thought about why you're feeling the way you are you're just feeling it you see if we're intelligent and we feel a certain way we start to think okay why is this what's wrong this isn't right i don't like this okay i gotta get rid of this i need a tune-up here how can i do it sometimes you need a tune-up on your car you need to do something on your car and you can't handle it yourself. So you go to someone who can. You know, you seek out someone and you say, hey, look, I'm having this feeling and I don't like it. So uh, can you help me with it? Let's think this through. You see, we think. <clears throat> we don't just feel, we think. Some people want to stop there. Um, specifically non-devotees, they like to, uh, and from my experience, they like to get hung up on a feeling. You see. And then get to other, get with other people, and let's feel that way together. You see, avoiding thought. You see, does that make any sense? You're tangled up in your feelings and <coughs> escaping thinking. Thinking is very important. You know, uh, calculating. Am I in, am I in the moods? Am I, am I in the modes? Are they have they tackled me and I didn't know it? Am I reacting in, a, in, in, in a, uh, an unacceptable way? These are valuable things to know, and we need to go to one another. We should go to one another submissively and say, Hey, Prabhu, do you think I did this? Or is that the right thing? Was that okay? You know, and when someone asks us that, we should tell them the truth. You know, not that we say the truth and they say, Well, what makes you think that? <laughs> Submissively, we should inquire. You know, was that okay? No, I don't think it was right. Well, who are you to criticize me? <laughs> we don't want an attitude like that. Say, was that okay? Well, actually, no, I probably should have done it a different way. And then discuss it. Think it through. You know? And if you can do like that, if you can think first, <coughs> you can help. Help yourself stay away from the modes, you see. And the ultimate end result is you will 
feel better. You'll feel better. You feel better when you're out of the modes. You feel better when you think things through, when you have knowledge, when you figured out your problems or got assistance to figure out your problems, you feel better. When you're on track to serve Krishna, you feel very well, you see. So uh, oftentimes though, in our, <coughs> excuse me, in our modern day world, um, uh, people get um, tangled up in, uh, in, in, and they actually desire to feel badly. When they get in, start to feel badly, they actually like that. The, Psychologists describe that. I can't remember. There's a word for it, but uh, you know, the people have written poems about it. And, and it's, it's a recognized um, um, situation where people get in, they'll get into a, a bad situation, and they want to keep it going as long as they can. Like if someone actually did them wrong, you know, they, something wrong was done to them. <coughs> Excuse me. So now. So now I'm, I, everyone can see that uh, that I've had this this problem, I've just been mistreated in such a way, and now I find myself where I've always wanted to be, the center of attention. Okay. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. The victim. Boy, the victim thing is really rampant in this uh, day and age. You know, everybody's a victim. I'll sue you because I'm a victim. You know, you did this so. You have victimized me. So now it's, uh, I've always said you find yourself, the, the pity party is the party that you're never invited to. You just find yourself in it. You know, you walk up to somebody and say, hi, how are you? Oh, can we talk? Oh, it's, uh, oh, okay. And they're not looking <clears throat> so much for a solution. You see, they're in the modes. And they're not looking for a solution. They just want to share this problem. I want to talk about my problem. You see, and sometimes if you come up with a solution, well, then you're, you know, you're not going to be a popular person with them. You've solved my problem. Now you're taking every, everything away that I worked so hard to get. You see, <laughs> so, so uh, but the devotee tries to avoid the modes. And we do that by recognizing what mode we're in. Now, if we're serving Krishna, well, if we're engaged cent for cent in serving Krishna, we don't have to worry about the modes. We're above the, beyond the modes. The modes aren't going to tackle us, you see. But if we're not, if we slack off a little bit, then we're, we're leaving ourselves wide open, you see. And... Uh, it's difficult for us because of our conditioning to um, not want to be part-timers. You know, the whole world is part-timers. Somewhere in our psyche, we're probably thinking, well, everybody out there is a part-timer. Why am I a full-timer here? I mean, you know, I'm thinking of God and serving God 24 hours a day. The rest of the people don't have to do that. It's just like, you know, some people try to tell you, well, everybody, anybody that's on a path, we were talking about that the other night, whatever path you're on is going to take you to the same destination. Well, if, if that's true, let me be a part-timer. What the heck am I doing with this full-time stuff? If I can get on this one of these part-time paths and I'll end up the same place and I can do all kinds of nonsense, 
then why am I breaking my neck on this full-time stuff, you know? Krishna here, Krishna there. Every time you turn around, it's Krishna this, Krishna that. You know? Why can't I curl up with a nice remote control and a, and a big screen TV? Like every, like the rest of the world. Their path is going to take them same place mine is going. You know? I'll find a nice climate-controlled place. Uh, curl up with a, a, my remote control, perhaps a nice glass of wine. Huh? Everybody else does it. They're on the same path. We're all going to the same place. You see? That's how these minds are working. You know? I see, I see you and the words that are coming out of your mouth and you're making me think, wow, I need to sharpen up my spiritual life. Oh, but wait a minute. Don't all paths take you to the same place? Whew. I'm glad I remembered that because for a minute I was being sucked into this 24-hour service to Krishna. You see? I was hearing you say something that made me think, boy, I'd better change. I'd better sharpen up. You know, I'd better get on this path of bhakti yoga. But then I remembered, but my path will take me there. that that was a close one that guy almost that Jago Paul almost had me that time he was making a lot of sense man I almost went down into that Krishna thing sucked into this 24-hour service you know worshiping God before breakfast chanting a little bit before I go to bed and constantly in between and that was a close call. I'm glad I remembered that my weakened path will take me there. See, false ego. I gotta raise myself back up because you've just, by your preaching, you've just alerted me to the fact that I'm really not gonna hit the mark. I'm gonna hit some mark, but I'm not gonna hit the bullseye. And my false ego is just not liking it. So I've gotta get myself back up so I've got to get you to say got to get you to admit that the path will take us there my path will take you the same way I've got to hear that from you but you're so cruel you won't say that <laughs> you, know, you won't you know so you'll let me walk away feeling okay but not great about myself see that's what the, pre the, the preacher does. We don't necessarily, depending on time, place, and circumstance, sometimes we want to just roast them. You know, we, want to not, we want to shoot them down, make them walk away feeling horrible. You know, if they're really, depending on the circumstance. But sometimes it's nice people. We don't want to devastate them. We want them to know. I'm sorry, but I don't agree. You know, no. Every path isn't going to take you. Why do you think there are different paths? Because there are different destinations. And you think you're going to get pure love of Godhead by following your path. And if you really want to hold on to that, go for it. You know? But if you're asking for my opinion, I disagree. You know? So you can do it. You can do it nicely. But still, we have to we have to point that out to people, you know.
we are full-timers. We are high performance. We're in here, we're, we're, we're really serious about this stuff, you know. It's not a casual thing. It's not that we've uh, uh, gone to Krishna and said, okay, Krishna, I love you, and now I'm saved. I don't have to worry about it. Krishna, I accept you as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, uh, and I want Krishna Prima. Okay, now I have it. Thank you. Let's see. Wouldn't it be sweet if it was that easy? You just go before the deity one time. And you say, oh, I accept you as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, give me the Krishna Prima. Okay, ah, oh, there it is. Oh, hallelujah. And now I'll see you, I'll see you next Sunday. You know, wouldn't it be sweet if it was that easy? And then we could just go out and be in Maya the rest of the time. And we go out and walk out of the, out of the mandir and go straight into the modes. You see, and wallow in the modes. And be like the rest of the world. Why am I denying myself the right to be like everybody else? Why do I have to be so different? You know, I've heard people say that when, they, when they're becoming devotees. Gosh, I feel like I'm so different from everybody else now. Well, yeah, that's a compliment. That's, that's true, and you should be glad. You see? Be glad. We're trying to escape the modes. Everyone else is in the modes. So, any uh, questions, comments? Yes, Paul. Um, I think on that discussion, I think also people don't realize how difficult, you know, to do, you know, to stay around, to read, you know, to follow the principles. And, and in that, sometimes look, being looked at is, is that we're, like, we're this starting to proact. You know, we're proacting our lives rather than reacting to what's happening. The devotee, of course we have our share of things to react to things that happen, but we're always proacting. We're trying to maintain the motive of pure goodness by doing everything for Krishna. And, and we do that, <coughs> excuse me, we do that by analyzing uh, does Krishna want me to do this? How does Krishna want me to do this? Is this Krishna's, is this his mercy, some opportunity of, uh, is this his desire? You see, is he showing me something that he wants done? If I have some time on my hands, I wonder, what is it that Krishna wants me to do? Now, what would he love? What would please Srila Prabhupada? What does he want me to do right now? Or in some situation, when someone approaches you for some advice, you see, we don't, we don't think, oh yes, I am so expert. We think, you know, Prabhupada would say this. 
I remember Prabhupada said he dealt with a, a situation like this one time. It's like this, you see. We're following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. We always want to stay in those footsteps. That'll, those will keep us out of the modes. You see? Some people say it's blind following. When people say like that, they, they think, well, I want to I want to do my own thing. That's rampant in the material world. People want to do their own thing. And, and it's our own thing that, that, that gets us into trouble. We want to do Krishna's thing. We want to do Guru and Krishna's thing. And that's what makes it, that's what gives us a blissful life. And we're glad that people say, you know, you're not being a self-thinker, you're not being a Well, the, the, it's, see, it's upside down and backwards. <clears throat> what they say, <clears throat> what they determine to be free thinking is not free thinking. They're under the, they're being forced by the modes to, to act. You, you can't, it's so hard to get that through to people. You think that you're making your decisions, but you're being arm twisted by the modes to do something. You see? And, uh, and the people don't want to admit that there are these modes that are controlling us. They don't want to admit that. I can I can make my own decisions. So as soon as I start that, I'm immediately I'm in one of these modes, and I'm and I'm forced. I'm forced to act. Arjuna recognized that, and he asked Krishna, "What is it? What is it? Three three twenty-six. Bhagavad Gita three twenty-six. Arjuna wants to know." Krishna, why is it sometimes that I find myself performing an activity as if I'm forced to? Arjuna's smart enough to know that sometimes I think it's me, but the material energy is pushing me, like, like being in a, a, a flowing current of a, of, a, of a river, you know? You're being pushed, <clears throat> and you don't know it. And unfortunately, I think I'm making my own decisions. But I'm, I'm just not. I'm making my own decisions when I choose to turn my back on the material energy and face the spiritual energy. You see. I'm, now, I make, now I'm using my head. I'm not just being used. I'm using my own intelligence now to pull out of this current of the, the three modes. Yes. It's not a question, but uh, <coughs> it's just to uh, to uh, prove what you said that uh, when people are under the karma, they, they they die because under the karma they have to take birth again by the karma. So the karma, the karma control. They are under the karma. So the karma when they die, the karma brings them where they when you want to be there. So when we are when we are under the the force of karma, we are forced. We are forced to, to be, you know, we are forced by karma. Yeah. When you die, when you die with the karma, so the karma controls your, your, your next birth. So that's something, uh, that's something very beautiful that Krishna consciousness. We know what is the problem. The Christian, they don't believe in karma. That is a big mystery. That's, that's why they call it out. Here. When you don't know who is your enemy, so you blind. So Krishna would say it's such a beautiful philosophy. So we believe in karma, so we know 
know how to get you know like step up and listen we know how to to to, to not be controlled by the car yeah I kind of think that the Western religions do believe in karma, but they don't want to admit it. They don't like that word, because that's not an English word, and we all know that religion is an English thing, don't you? Although it didn't come from this part of the world, it came, it's a middle, Christianity is a Middle Eastern religion. It's not an American religion. You know, I think the only religion that ever started in this country was Mormonism. That's, they, they claim that it, back in the 1800s it, it, an angel spoke it and, you know, Jesus came. Whatever. So, uh, so that word tangles them up. But you can say, but okay, doesn't it say in the Bible, as you sow, so shall you reap? Well, yes. Well, do you believe in that? Oh, yes. Okay, but you don't believe in karma. No. I don't know what, you know. All right, well, what do you call that sow and reap thing? Uh, is, there, is there a name for that? No. All right, let's just call it, as you sow, so shall you reap. So then you can talk to them about cause and effect. As long as you don't say the, the K word, you know, go in karma. Well, that's just, that's not American. That's not an English word. You know, that's not going to work. So, but they do. They do believe. You know, everybody, you hear people saying things like, what goes around comes around. You know? Yeah, and then you'll say, what about karma? I don't believe that stuff. Well, that's, that's Eastern. Everybody knows people in the East have, people, if you're not, if you're in a different hemisphere, it can't be religious, because we've got, we've got the, the religion. we got it here, you know. It's like Christ was born in Chicago, you know, raised in Ohio or something like that. So, no, no, these things, these concepts come from that part of the world. You see, they don't come from this part of the world. So, it's, I, I'm sorry that they don't like that word karma because grandma didn't use it. We all know grandma went to heaven. And grandma never said karma. She ate bacon and eggs for breakfast every day for 90 years. And uh, so, see what I mean? She didn't use karma, so I'm not going to let you use it. I'm not going to accept that word. I'm, it's ridiculous. But I believe that as you sow, so shall you reap. I believe that if I do an activity, I'll have to receive uh, good or bad. Yeah, so we just, okay, we'll leave off the karma. You call it whatever you like, you know, but it, it, it works. Yeah. Yes, Paul? Well, that, where the process that goes through that is, is that for every pious activity they do, eliminates the other because of Christ. That's what we believe. It's like Christ died for their sin, so that if they do the same thing, that they maybe ask for the forgiveness for the atonement and then make it up by something, hey, if I go out and something for this well it's it's very much this very much the same you know in the in India practically everybody goes to the temple for punya they're not going to please Krishna they're not going you know most of them go to uh, 
to get some material reward. Hey, Krishna, I'm here. I gave you a bag of rice and some fruit. You know? So, uh, the Christian, after they're saved, they do the same thing. They go to church because I'll get a good reaction. I want God on my side. Because I've got this big deal I'm trying to close. You know? I'm trying to... It's funny, you know, you got football teams. Both foot, you got two football teams and they're in their locker rooms and they're going to go out and say, do the Super Bowl. And both teams are praying to God. Please let us win today. So here's poor God's up there. Wait a minute. Uh, you, you want to win and you want... Okay, what do you say? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch your football team by the Or, you know, Krishna takes a coin and he flips a coin. Alright, and so... It's like Prabhupada said, you know, the, in World War II, the, the American boys are praying, please let me not be killed. Let me kill my enemy. Let, let me win. And then a few hundred yards away, the German boys are praying to the same God. Please let me win. Let me kill the Americans. Let me be victorious. Might not be the same God. <laughs> huh? Might not be the same God they're praying to. Same, same. Yeah, they're Christians too. I don't, I don't think Americans were gassing thousands of people in showers. <laughs> well, God. yeah. That's a different God. But see, they thought they thought that, this was, that their God was the real God. They were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They. It's just like the the, the people who have, whose God uh, uh, lets them kill millions of animals a day. Same thing. A little different spin because they were gassing human beings and were killing the, the numbers of animals that we're killing just to satisfy our palate. Just the palate. <coughs> now it's out. It's out that it's, it's meat is bad for you. For a long time, meat was was good for you. But now it's out of the closet. Meat is bad for you. So still they're doing it. They used to say, well, "What do you? If I don't eat meat. What are you going to do for protein?" All right. Now it's that's that's over. The doctors aren't saying that. The health community is saying this is actually bad for you. So still they're doing it. Yeah. So, so uh, is their path going to give them love of Godhead? Their part time? I don't think so. It's just like you're, you're convinced that the Germans did God wasn't listening to them. I'm convinced that their God, their path, I, I believe God is let it, it, their God is, is going to let that path lead to a cliff and they're going to fall over. Yeah. Real quick, because we yeah. probably need to wrap so it up. What we do in this case, you know, like say we have a movie that is, you know, coming around occasionally, and they say, you know, I chant three rounds a day, I read occasionally, sometimes I come, sometimes I don't. And then we call it part time, as you say. Yeah. Where, and that's all they can do, though. You know, just whether in, it's there. Just, in, just encourage them. Just encourage them. Prophet said if you've chanted Hare Krishna one time, you'll be considered a saintly person. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. But when they ask you to think of them in the back of Godhead, or you think, I mean, what do you say to somebody? Because you're not there, they're going on that chanting system, or I'm not doing what you're doing, I'm not doing I have faith that you'll get there. But if you think you can shut it off right now and do one round or stop chanting because I've already chanted, <clears throat> then you're going to have to deal with Krishna. No. What does Krishna say? Look, you approach me, you, you, you chanted my name, you're gonna 
instead of giving you complete and total liberation, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna make you work for it. You know, but you've come this far and you've made that much advancement. But you, you're gonna have to deal with Krishna. We're, we're, we can't, if we want to trick, if we want to try to trick Krishna, we have, we're dealing with the supreme tricker. You see, you can't get, you can't get ahead of him. So, but we're just happy that people are on the path. Okay, all glories to Shiva Prabhupada.